everybody. Welcome to IntelliCast. This is Season 3, Episode 28. We are cranking them out. 29. 29. Oh, yeah. Season 3, Episode 29. Um, and amazingly, I am here, and I'm looking at, staring at Producer Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello. This it feels really weird, seeing yeah. as... What this has been over two months since we've been ha- recorded oh, a podcast face to face. Nearly three, three months. months. Yeah, three months. Yeah, um, we are socially distanced. Yep. We are not look at each other in case something happens, <laughs> and I speak and spittle comes out of my mouth that will not get near you. We're more than six feet apart. <laughs> the cords on our mics are very very long. <laughs> yeah, it is weird being in an office. There are five of us in the office today. Yeah, um, not the record we've had over the last few weeks. We record six. is six. For five minutes, we had six, if, yeah. five, if that, but five is interesting. I, I think I wouldn't want to go more than like seven in the office right now. Well, yeah, we're not push it too fast too soon. <laughs> I think we could get up to about 10 if people are just kind of sitting at their desks. Right, but like we have new people starting yeah. today, and there's training. training and things like that. We t- we're testing out how to use the conference room again, and we yeah. pretty much you pretty much have to go almost every other seat. Like each yeah. person gets their own table. You're talking a max of like seven people in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we'll see how this goes. At least this week, I don't think there'll be more than four or five people in at a time. And next week, we might really crank it up to five or six. <laughs> the week yeah. after, we'll add 0.5 people per week. <laughs> yeah. After today, I'm not back till the 17th here in the office. So, yeah. that again, that's for our webinar that's coming up. We should probably shout that out. Oh, yeah. We have a webinar. It's about the research on research. Man, great. We have a webinar. That is um, the 17th. That's a Wednesday, I think, at 1 p.m.? 2 p.m. 2 p.m. That's Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central. <clears throat> that's um, right. <laughs> a link to register will be in the show notes. Okay. And it's just basically talking about our research on research that we always do. We talk about it a lot, but we like to do a webinar because a lot of people aren't aware of all the research and research that we do. We're an aggregator. We work with um, over 100 panels, um, many of them very closely. We put a lot of them through research and research to try to understand their differences and who's the best quality and who's best at targeting this. And, you know, we do a lot of other things like um, look at different data quality questions we look at device usage and we try to give back to the industry we feel like that's one of the things that we can do as an aggregator is to talk about these things um some of it's um we don't reveal the partner names but a lot of times we we probably i think we put out 11 blogs about the research on research already in the past like six weeks yep yeah so a lot of it's out there and this will be summarizing all that we would love to have to have you join us yeah cool by the way this episode is brought to you by emi research solutions um, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. You can reach us on Twitter or follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1 on Twitter. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 513-401-5463. Yeah. Woo. I'm disappointed no one has taken up on the texting or the voicemails yet. And yeah. I check it. I, I know people out there that listen to this. Give us a prank text in a minute. Just so that we know it works. Yeah. 513-401-5463. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, I'm going to start off with current events. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead. All right. I'm doing this on my own. I'm going a little rogue, maybe. Um, I'm going to read a quick statement, somewhat read it, yeah. know, around all the what's going on kind of in the world right now with um, diversity, I'll call it. 
And by the way, this reflects the opinions of myself, Brian Lamar, does not reflect the opinions of Intellicast or EMI or producer Brian. I'm just going to kind of read this. So I'm going to caveat it with that. I don't think what I'm going to say is anything controversial. I'll at least say that. But, you know, I'm on a, I'm fortunate to be on a diversity and education committee through the Great Lakes chapter, the Insights Association. I've been on there a little over a year. It's led by Damon Jones. And Damon Jones has been on the podcast multiple times to talk about it. One of my favorite people in the world, one of, my, one of the smartest, re, best researchers, great guy. And, um, you know, he's very passionate about diversity. And I know with what's going on in the world, um, diversity is obviously such a hot topic. We have a meeting about this tomorrow. But the, one, the main thing I wanted to say was I would encourage any and every organization to look at what you're doing internally, or what the, you can reach out to the Insights Association, and Damon, I'm sure would be happy to talk to you. There's a lot of companies that have diversity um, teams internally to discuss this. That's one thing that I became aware of in the past couple of years, is that lots of companies in marketing research have diversity teams. And so I would look at that if you don't have one. There's many people out there that, will, that will be happy to help you. You can reach us, and we're happy to help you identify people, that because one of the things that we're learning is that people don't know where to start with like a diversity team. Like where do you start? And no one's really figured it out where to start. Um, but we can help you. There's companies that have been doing this for years or shorter than that. But I would encourage people to kind of look at where you're hiring from, for an example, to try to be more diverse. And it's important because as an insights and marketing research industry, I mean, basically our jobs are to understand consumer behavior and why people do certain things and people being the mostly u.s citizens which is a very diverse population um and age and gender and ethnicity and income status and all of that and so yes we built a sampling flight frame around that but also i think the people that work in the industry should reflect the diversity of america and how do we do that without a diverse group of researchers so i think it's even more integral in marketing research and insights to have um, it's leaders and people that work in the industry to reflect that. And we know America's changing, you know, demographically, culturally, with attitudes and behaviors. And you need people that can kind of understand that when you're analyzing the results and delivering insights to brands who ultimately business decisions. So really, that's all I wanted to say. I hope that wasn't too controversial. I don't think so. The essence so. of what we do in marketing research is around diversity. And if any industry should be diverse is what I really wanted to say. It should be ours. And, you know, again, diversity doesn't necessarily just mean age, ethnicity, gender. That's the first things that I usually go to. But it's, it's personality type, like with extroverts and introverts, right? It's diversity and background, and it's a plethora of other things. And that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I don't think that's that controversial. And okay. I would say I could probably, I would agree with your statement. <laughs> okay. okay. That's all I wanted to say. And I, I think it's, it's important because we're the one industry that looks at like we all the time look at well, how do African Americans feel, how do Hispanics feel, how do young people feel, and we're in an industry that we're allowed to kind of do that, mm-hmm. like you know. And so I think it's important that people reflect those that we're making decisions on with data, right? And this is really online quant I'm talking about, and online qual has its own challenges um, around diversity, probably as well. That in some ways is easier to <clears throat> to fix, but. That's all I wanted to say. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. I don't think so either. I have my own thoughts on it. I yeah. put it out there on my own personal okay. pages and things. Yeah. I don't feel I need to 
say it on the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's not controversial. It's yeah, it's, it's in line with a lot of other people my age person. and my thinking. So yeah, cool. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to yeah. at least talk about it briefly. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have a blind spot on it. Yeah. So if you have any feedback on what I just said, I would love to hear it. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's have a conversation. That's one thing I would love to do. I think that one thing I've learned out of all this, I don't know what you call it, protesting, unrest, disagreement, is that people need to talk more, especially those that disagree with each other. There needs to be an understanding that we can disagree and we can have a conversation and I can learn from you, maybe you can learn from me, and we can still be either friends or neighbors or work together, right? Right. I think there's a group of us that can talk, but then it's also kind of proven there's a lot of assholes out there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to put the E on this episode now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's much further than we expected to go on that topic, so I think we should move on to some news. All right. (laughs) First up, Research for Good has launched a new collaboration project that will create a report that will highlight the talents of -of out-of-work market research professionals. Yep. Um, This came up from Bailey a few days ago. Brian? Yeah, so um, Research for Good, which, first of all, good kudos to them. Research for Good, and they're they're also, they got this from Little Bird Marketing and this Always Be Helping campaign, and that's... We were part of this campaign as well. Um, it's it's been very positive in that you know a lot of us are competitors with each other, but we're coming together to help the industry. And Bailey Buchanan is one of my favorite people in the whole industry. She's been on podcasts at least once, maybe twice. Right? I think twice. Maybe yeah. We need to have her on again. But she's reaching out and she did this with a great little video um, on their Research for Good LinkedIn page, basically saying, hey, if you are out of work. Reach out, reach out, reach out to us. Um, we're also going to do a study. We're going to collaborate with like out of work people and um, maybe an upcoming campaign for a new product launch, right? And so, I mean, kudos to Research for Good and Bailey. I, I'm a big fan of Research for Good. I'm a big fan of her, and I think this is great. And just another thing, we could probably list out dozens of things that companies are doing or individuals are doing to always be helping others in marketing research during this tough time when we've had a lot of layoffs and there's you know, we're cutting costs and people are getting furloughed and, you know, it's kind of rampant. Um, but yeah, again, that's all I want to say. Yeah. And we'll include the link to the Research for Good page on this. If you are listening to this and want to get involved, there will be a link in the show notes for this. Yeah. Again, it's just awesome to see people reaching out and helping others. We're, we're kind of a small industry, market research is, and, you know, even though we compete with each other, I think most of us are friends and Many of us have worked together at some point. I always joke around that the person that's reporting to you today, um, they could be reporting to you tomorrow, and you could be a client the next day, right? And so um, just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Um, Next, we have a couple different news stories from Scent. First off, GFK has selected Scent as its primary partner to automate their sampling needs, and... Scent and Survey to Connect have announced a strategic partnership to power Survey to Connect audience. Yes. Um, this is G- GFK. Is that what you meant? Was I reading the wrong story? GFK is the first one, but then okay. the other one is Survey to Connect. Okay, cool. Um, so to address the GFK part, I think that's a that's a big that's a big deal. I mean, good for G- for Scent for making making that move because GFK obviously is still one of the largest research companies in the world and partnering with them. And now that adds 
to the Kantar asset that adds GFK to this. And so um, Cent is making some pretty big moves with their their platform, um, ingraining themselves into some large full-service companies. So that's that's great. All right. Our next one is Protege has acquired You Promise, a college education savings rewards business to expand their panel offerings. Yeah, this is this move kind of came out of nowhere from my perspective. Yeah, left field. Yeah, it came out of left field. Uh, we have a couple of coworkers that are familiar with You Promise, and it's a uh, you know it came from the Sally May, I guess, which I wouldn't think that that's kind of cool that a market research company is buying something from Sally May, but it makes sense when you read this. I mean, this this um, furthers their mission. They say about creating rewards moments for its over 120 million registered members, and this is. People that are part of a rewards program as part of like a 529 education plan savings account, right? And um, it's a lot of people, and I think that'll really improve their offering. I'm always a big fan of people, our industry having the ability to reach more people, and we need to have more people that we can survey and get opinions from. And so this is a big deal, right? I may be a part of that, yeah. and unaware of it. Yeah, yeah. You don't so know yet. I may not be part of that half a million of active people, but I'm probably in their unactive ones because I do have 529 plans for my kids. Yep. But and I am I aware if I'm part of that? I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to find out, but I might look into it a little more. Yeah, interesting. Um, one other thing is to keep in mind. I always think about this, is that when there's big deals like this, and this is a pretty big deal, um, that, and this isn't necessarily because of Protégé. This is just an example. This happens every day in marketing research. There's panel companies are making deals with other ones, and some are big, and some are very small, and some get press releases, and some don't. But these big mergers and acquisitions and shifts the panel. The Protégé panel is going to look differently in six months than it does today. And in many, many ways, most every way, it is a good thing. It is a good thing that Protégé is growing their panel, growing their assets, getting more diverse people, ability to reach different types of people. They'll profile them and target them, and they'll help researchers every day, right? Right. But it's going to change their panel a little bit. So people need to keep that in mind, that today's Protégé is going to be different in six or nine months, and therefore attitudes and behaviors of their panel might shift. And that is another good segue to what you'll learn at our webinar next week. <laughs> That's right. How there's differences. Yeah, because people who save use 529 plans may be different <clears throat> from some of their other members that are in their panels. Right. I Demographically, socioeconomically, yes. all of that. I mean, just thinking in my little circle, I know my kids have saving plans that both my parents and my in-laws have set up. So they have like three different college saving plans. But now you've hit a couple different demographics within that. Yep. So just keep that in mind as a buyer of sample, that mm -hmm. um, how depending on how they integrate that panel into your day-to-day -day sampling needs, it could, there could be some slight shifts, um, short and long term. Yeah. All right. Our next story is SurveyMonkey has launched a post-pandemic offer for their enterprise clients. It's to help them gain an understanding of the health and well-being of their staff and to convert that feedback into an action plan for employees' safety and return to work. Yeah, this is this could almost go into the always be helping kind of thing, maybe? I think a so, bit. a little bit. But they, you know, they talk about ready-to-use templates such as coronavirus leadership check-in, working from home pulse. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> working from home pulse. Like, I know we have 
had to make some life adjustments and everybody has made some adjustments in some ways, both just like with your family and your working from home environment and Zoom meetings and being on camera all the time and you know your personal life kind of getting in with your professional life a little bit, right? And so this working from home pulse is a good thing. Um, did you, looks like you have, I can see you. Well, it looks like you have something to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think they've rolled in a few of the other things they've had. So yep. they've had like that work from home pulse going on for a little while since uh -huh. a lot of us have made that transition to primary work from home and things like that. Yep. So I think they've just expanded on what they had or combined several well, of the pieces. Yeah. There's like a returning to workplace pulse. Cause like, yeah, that's another thing, right? Like yeah. Amy's in today. First time she's been in a month and she mentioned, I hope I'm not speaking out of school. She had a little bit of anxiety before coming in, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I'm coming back to the office. She feels safe. It's very safe here. But still, it's, it's just different working in the office when for three months we haven't. Right. It's almost like, as she mentioned, she was almost off the same amount of her maternity time with her last child. Yeah. Like, that's what it, fe it almost felt like. Yeah. I mean, you've been in here almost daily. So that's about six, uh, maybe 50% of the time. Yeah. Okay. I've been, I've popped in and out every couple weeks. So yeah. I haven't had that anxiety that first day. I'm like, all right, how is this going to work type yeah. thing? I get it. Yeah. I, it was easy for me because I was the only one here and I could, you know, I'm as safe here as anywhere. Yeah. Right. If you were the only one here, you could yeah. like, okay, it's just my office. It's just not yes, in my it's home. It's bigger. Um, now that there's three or four or five people, we're starting to figure out the nuances of going back to the office around Zoom meetings and regular meetings and weird stuff like that. It's, it's kind of challenging. There's some challenges that we're having that everybody will have with going back to work. Yeah. Part of the office. The, the Zoom meetings is a big one or just the yeah. video, your video calls. Like if you've ever been on a video call with your spouse in the same room and they're doing it at the same time, you yep. have hearing other people talk or if you're on the same one, yep. echoes, all of that that you just have to consider. So. Yep, um, this is all HIPAA compliant, and I want to mention this. This is kind of interesting. Chief People Officer. They have a Chief People Officer there at at SurveyMonkey. Her comments: We're trying to work solutions. Put the employee's voice at the center of the decision making. That's kind of cool. Getting feedback from employees as they're integrating back in the workforce, incorporating that into what they do at, at uh, SurveyMonkey. Cool. Yeah. Um, next news story is the Incest Association has called on Congress to approve temporary and targeted liability limitations for the insight businesses in order to protect them from, quote, unwarranted COVID-19 related lawsuits. Yeah, this is huge. And this is, I, I speak so highly to the Insight Association week after week. And this is another reason that they're, um, that's, this is a big deal, especially with in-person research. And so there's a lot, we don't do any in-person research, but a big portion, I don't know, 30% plus of the marketing research is in-person, either knocking on someone's door, doing a mall intercept, qualitative research with one-on-one -on -one interviews and focus groups. And people want to do that kind of qualitative. And I don't think a lot of people still aren't 100% on board with online focus groups and online versions of that. And so if I were a small business, which a lot of these are small businesses, that little local focus group facilities and market research facilities that have a lot of in-person contact, um, helping them as an industry remove some of that liability and risk so they're not getting sued, right? And shutting them down and shutting down the industry and shutting down in-person research. And so the advocates, this is one of the best things about the Insights Association is the advoc they're advocating for all this in the industry. I will have two points on that. Yeah. One, I think the key term there is unwarranted. So as you yep. read through this, it has to do with, hey, 
you've done you've done it in good faith. You've put yes. your implica- you've put your plans in place to reopen. Like us, we have yep. rooms that are closed. We have arrows for directing traffic through the office. You can have only sit at alternate desks. Um, yep. All of that. But if say there's always a risk. But there's a risk. Yep. I mean, no matter what it, we do. Exactly. So we have bubbles. Or the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so that's what I think that's the key phrase in this is the unwarranted. If yeah. if you are not taking any of those precautions, then yes. you know what? You might deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you don't have any hand sanitizer here? <laughs> that would yeah. be odd, right? <laughs> you know what? Your room is a four by four and you're gonna cram six of us in here? Right. Okay. Why am I sharing pizza with another person? Right. Oh, that's I got a different story on that. I have a rant today on this. Oh no, okay. Um but the other one is I and this is more overall. I think since Melanie has taken over, yeah. I know you probably feel this way too. It feels like the Insights Association has taken the next step. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I don't know. This is my opinion. She's one of us, right? Right. When you, if you've worked in marketing research or been to a conference, you know who Melanie Courtright is. She listens. She's listened to people forever, and she's a. At her heart, she's a good person and a normal person, and now she, we put her in charge, basically, of the entire industry during a pandemic. She knows what to do, and that's why she's in that position is because she knows the people, and she knows what to do, and she's not this person that we're getting to know. We all know her and trust her. Right. I mean, and it can't be easy. She took up the yeah. new job. What was this? G- January Jan- 1st. January 1st. Yeah. She had essentially six weeks of normal. Well, where yeah, you might well, have she been went pre- six weeks, she went to every single conference in the whole industry. Yep, it got that out of the way. <laughs> well, that and she probably had a plan for this year, and it didn't yeah. include starting the weekly town halls to deal with the pandemic. And yeah. oh, your in- your right. industry almost got turned upside down because yeah. half of it is closed because you can't yeah. be near people. Oh, I'm doing a conference with a Zoom meeting with. Hundreds of people and dozens of different presenters. That was a yeah. big challenge. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this conference you have scheduled for the beginning of June. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not doing that. You're going to have to change that virtual, and you have six weeks to figure it out. Go. Right. right. Yeah. And the flawless, by the way. It's probably yeah. another topic we can talk about maybe next podcast, but yeah. the next conference was last week. I think it went off flawlessly. Um, I'm sure others probably not. Without getting into it, I think a lot of so you probably had the Quirks people, yeah. the Green Book people, yeah. all of them kind of, the people who run MRMW, yeah. um, SMR looking at that saying, "All right, we're going to see this is yeah. going to this is going to tell how well this goes because if it goes well, are you going to have any technology hiccups? Is there going to be well attended? And that'll kind of be the gauge for how it kind of goes forward of if you cancel or convert. So. But yeah, that's something we can get into in a future podcast. But I just wanted to put that out there. I feel like it's taken the next step, and they have been able to pivot very, very quickly. Yeah. Because now it's not only were you doing all the pandemic stuff, you've still been promoting out for the census. You had all that still going, and now the promoting on still CCPA and all that other piece. Because right. that gets lost as well. Right. By the way, can I add a news story we didn't have on here? Sure. SampleCon. Oh, boy. SampleCon is doing a wine and networking and happy hour for the summer. Speaking what this jogged my memory because you talked about everybody's doing Zoom stuff. Yep. SampleCon is joining the club, and we, I'm part, we're part of the board. Um, of you SampleCon. are, yes. <laughs> yep. And so 
um, having like a networking event, a Zoom meeting, and it's going to be kind of interesting and in that part of it's going to be kind of like fun and part of it will be a little bit more professional. There'll be breakout rooms. I would encourage people to join. Um, the dates are uh, June 11th. That's this Thursday night at 7 p.m. June 18th, also at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then July 2nd, I think it's the last one. And there's um, some alcohol component to it, like a little bit of learning about I think craft wine tasting is this week, and then cider, and then cocktails is the last one. There's plenty of room. It's free. Um, join. Um, it'll be fun to kind of network with people. It's a little later in the evening, so we'll see how this goes. But I've seen a ton of traffic online about people joining. So Yeah, and the drinks, it's either BYOB, yep. or you can order what yes. is being profiled on all of those, correct? Yep, and I think that one of the sponsors is actually buying it for a certain group of people, and there's like contests where you can kind of win some stuff. Um, like there's complimentary tasting kit of the wines. Um, Paradigm Sample, I think, did that. So I want to shout out to SEMA and Paradigm Sample. I know they provided that wine tasting kit for, uh, I think, 10 people. Yep. It was really cool, good for them. Um, a cool different way of sponsoring, right? Yeah. Um, so I would encourage people, if you're looking for things to do, SampleCon Happy Hour, it's virtual wine tasting and networking. There'll probably be some sort of sample discussion. And who knows, these things tend to go in all kinds of different directions. So you can probably get stuck in a room with somebody and talk about whatever you're passionate about. Yeah. No, that sounds great. Cool. I should have added it in there. No, it's okay. Um, next one? Yes. And you were interested in this one because you started to read it. And you're like, nope, I want to do a cold take on this. You haven't read this one yet. Uh, Truthset, a new consumer data quality measurement company with the goal of measuring accuracy of record level first, second, and third party data from marketers and data providers has launched. And in the story, it says they have come out of stealth mode yeah. and that got you all excited. Yeah, the yeah, so this got me for data quality measurement and then launched out of stealth mode. Like, who is this truth set and why were they in stealth mode? And $4.75 million in seed funding, that's a decent amount of money, right? Right. Um, so it looks like, let's see, former executives at Nielsen. Okay, they've got a lot of credibility. Yep. Salesforce. They're, you know, they're a brand I've name. He I've heard of them. They have a little bit of money out there. LiveRamp, which you work in marketing research, LiveRamp is a big deal. And then another little company, small little company by the name of Procter & Gamble. Yeah. And so they, I think that's local here, isn't it? Yeah. So you get people from Nielsen, Salesforce, LiveRamp, Procter & Gamble to form this secret little company that's looking at the accuracy of like first, second, third party data for marketers, signing scores. It sounds like maybe a little bit what other people are kind of doing, like maybe pure score yep. a little bit. Um, but they got investments from companies I've never heard of. I'm not a big investment person. Um, Scott McKinley is the CEO and founder, and I, I've heard of his name. He's a big deal. But it's kind of cool that we have yet another. We just talked about this. Yeah. We have another little data quality platform emerging at, to help our industry when just two years ago, we really had one option. Right. Once, once True Sample and Imperium merged, we had one option for the most part for the entire industry. And now all of a sudden, this this sounds like yet another awesome option. So I'm, I can't wait to read more about it learn more about them, add all these people that I've never heard of before and have meetings with them. I'm sure they're getting inundated after this press release. I know. Yeah, so anyway, it's really cool. I like, by the way, stealth mode. Yeah, stealth mode. I, we're going to work that in now. Why didn't we release Connector via, from stealth mode? We kind of did. We did, right. we just didn't call it stealth mode because it was kind of out there for like a month before we put our release out. Next release, let's ne release it via Ste stealth mode. Stealth mode, yep. 
right. we've we've exited stealth mode. That's I'm saving that term for the next press release. <laughs> okay. um, last story here we have is Mastercard launched a set of data tools and research services aimed at governments and businesses during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Okay, I haven't read this one either. They're calling it Recovery Insights Initiative. Yeah, Recovery Insights. Yeah, this is looks pretty cool. Is that um, it's informing kind of economic response efforts from businesses and governments, um, free to access for governments and selected businesses. In quote, selected businesses. That's so probably key. I re- what I read is yeah. keys. Yeah, key clients. Yeah, yeah, but th- you can use these tools for budget planning. Um, optimize aid payments, prioritize investments to those most affected by COVID-19. So this is another thing. I think it's an innovative way that every company is probably looking at innovation to help others and continue to build their brand and shift a little bit. And they're doing experiments. And we've seen this with all of this. Like almost every news story was about that, right? Mm -hmm. Even SampleCon. I don't think we would have done a a virtual happy hour in the middle of June unless we had this happen, right? Um, the same thing here with MasterCard. They would have not done this without um, the pandemic and things going on. And so um, one of the organizations that have taken the initiative is a nonprofit. They're probably, I'm sure they'll give it to a lot of nonprofits, right? Yeah. Partnership for New York City. If they have money and th- this thing aligns itself to helping probably nonprofits, and a lot of those are connected to big brands and things like that. So cool. I'm happy for that. Yeah. That is all the news we have for this week. Yeah. Cool. I feel like we covered a lot of news stories. That's all we we've covered. Yeah. We well, we had a few interviews the last couple episodes, so they kind of our news stories were backed up a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, no guests this week, but man, we have some awesome guests coming soon. We'll talk about soon as part of our series around data quality. What are we calling that? Yeah. By the way, we're going to call it a thought leadership thought series. Leadership. So we're going to have some guests on that are experts in a few different topics. Yep. Uh, they're going to come on and talk about it with yeah. us in a new little kind of offshoot series. Awesome. So it'll be a little bit more um, educational maybe and topical would be the term maybe. Strategic? I don't know. More, A little more educational, a yeah. little more um, topic focused, yeah. not necessarily news focused. Yeah. We'll still cover the news. We'll still do yeah. our normal stuff. Uh, by the way, you had a rant. You want to do a rant now? No, I'm going to save, save it. I'm going to save it. You've got a rant in the oven. I've got a yeah. rant in the oven. We'll save it for a rant episode. Yeah. yeah. that <laughs> I feel that's going to be coming. All right. Well, let's just shut it down. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We should have another one coming out this week as well with a special guest. Um, again, this is Intellicast Season 3, Episode 29. Thanks for joining. Um, give us some feedback at Intellicast at emi-rs.com. Follow us on Twitter, emi underscore research. Please text us, 513-401-5463. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.